Hey guys, welcome to True Knows Talk. Jeff here. I don't know if y'all have heard of Anchor, but it's ran by Spotify now. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one app or on your desktop. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. And really, I mean, when hosting on Anchor, you you mean you can distribute your podcast on many platforms. Spotify, Apple, I mean, there's just tons of them, more than I have time to really explain. But the best part about it, really, everything you need is in one place, and it's free. So, guys, go to your app store, download the Anchor FM app, or go online and just put it on your desktop if you got a laptop. Now, I know Chip and Hunter, just like I am, we're ready to kick this thing off. So, y'all can give us the countdown, and we'll see y'all when the show starts. What's up, Knowles fans? Welcome to the first ever episode of True Knowles Talk. I'm Jeff Rains. I'd like to welcome you aboard the the podcast. This podcast is going to be everything and anything sports related and Florida State athletics. In the near future, I'm going to want to reach out to some of my fans, some of my friends, and people that I know online. Try to collaborate with them. I'm also going to be putting links out on Facebook through many various Knowles uh, fan pages to get topics and feedback from you, the listeners. So if you have any, just drop me a line, uh, leave a message, message me directly, and we will get you on the show. But now moving on. The state of Florida State football. That's why we're all here. That's why we all listen to podcasts. You know, when I think of Florida State right now and the state that it's in, I can't help but think of that mythical bird, the phoenix. How it was such a beautiful and breathtaking bird and by the description you read about the bird its colors was actually kind of garnered in gold it was a deep red and gold but it was a beautiful bird and that bird was real meticulous on how it created its nest and done things and it was such a beautiful bird that in the story some people read that a spark from the sun came down and incinerated the bird and its nest. But in days, times, that bird reformed and lifted up through the ashes. And as a Florida State fan, that's kind of where I see our program at, you know, we had them glory days. We had the uh, 
the beautiful, vibrant years, you know, under Bobby Bowden, you know, from the 90s to the 2000s. That was a, a beautiful time to be a Florida State football fan. The 2000s, it was up and down. It was up and down. I mean, I remember being in Dope Campbell Stadium and watching, you know, Bobby Bowden win the ACC championship game against NC State one year, and in, in, I want to say it was double overtime. But I've also been in Dope Campbell and seen us get routed by Tim Tebow in Florida in the early in the 2000s. Then we make our way to the early 2010s under Jimbo Fisher. Beautiful times again. Thought we were destined for years and years and years of greatness. Won the national championship. And then it all kind of incinerated in front of us. Then Jimbo left. Everybody knows the story about that. Then in comes Willie Taggart. Willie had a lot of hype around him, and I'm not talking bad about Willie. If there's any Willie supporters out there, I may hurt your feelings for just a second, but I'm sorry. We'll get over it. Willie was truly unproven. Willie was, if you look at Willie's record, he was he had a losing record as a head coach. He was only he only had one winning season at Western Kentucky, and I believe he was there for like three years. He only had one winning season, one ten win season at USF in Tampa before taking the Oregon job and realistically in my eyes you can't a coach shouldn't take credit for success in his first true year when taking over a program like Oregon cuz Oregon left a lot in the in the cupboard for him and he was really up and down at Oregon I believe he went like eight and four or something that year. Then he came to Florida State with a lot of hype around him and a lot of rah-rah is what I want to say. Speaking of uh, how the offense was going to quote-unquote be lethal simplicity. And I believe none of all of us fans, we, we never seen that. It never came to fruition. 21 games later, we know the story, you know. Willie's out, hunt again. Now we found uh, Coach Norvell. And uh, Coach Norvell's kind of an uphill battle because throughout the years, if you just go back and look, there's been a ton of off-the-field issues, a ton of negative light, dark clouds over Florida State. And you can go as far back as the early 90s, actually, if you want to kind of look at some of the some of the issues we've had. I mean, 1994, 
the great Derek Brooks was suspended for two games for taking part in a $6,000 shopping spree that was paid for by sports agents at a local footlocker store to Peter Warwick and Lavernius Coles getting shoes and clothing from footlocker. Skip ahead to 2007 when you had 20 of our football players suspended for a bowl game in versus Kentucky that year, and they was also suspended for the first three games of 2008 for their role in a academic cheating scandal. Yeah, then I mean you got numerous ones. You got Jameis Winston. We all know his incidents. You know, off the field with you know he had a BB gun incident. Apparently, something happened at Burger King. I seen on a message board. We all remember the sexual assault incident, and which that incident, it kind of had a dark shadow and a foreshadow even during the national championship game. Then the next year after we won the national championship, he gets caught yelling an inappropriate phrase in the courtyard at Florida State, and he suspended what was just supposed to be for the first half of the Clemson game, but the athletic director and the school president decided it was going to be the whole game. And that game was against Clemson that luckily, by the grace of God, we we pulled out a victory in double overtime when Carlos Williams uh, scored a touchdown. But you look throughout the time, you know, you see a bunch of players that kicked off the team, team violations, suspended. And that's a culture that Mike Norvell is tasked to fix, to create a new type of culture. And that's what he's doing. I believe he is, you know, as simple as, it's as simple as, like he says, taking your earrings off and your hat off and your earbuds out when you walk into the Moore Center. And uh, if you ain't ever heard him speak about climb, you need to go to YouTube and look it up. It's very very insightful on his values of a team and the things he expects. And he's very passionate about it. So go to YouTube and look it up. But he speaks on that about the little things, little things. And that's what that little thing is, taking your rings out, sacrificing. And he sta- he says in the a booster meeting, an 18 to 22-year-old kid, the hardest thing for them to do is sacrifice. And if taking your earrings out and your earbuds and headsets off and your hats off, if that's a little thing to sacrifice to make yourself better, then that's what that's what they need to do. That's also what us fans need to do. You know, we need to do the little things, like supporting our team instead of criticizing them and destroying them. I've seen too many times on Facebook fan pages where people on there are bashing the administration, the coaching staff, the team, the players. Guys, if that right there, that's bad culture. That's that's a bad, that's a toxic culture right there. 
and you've got to have positivity in everything. I want to be known, and I know some of the other fans and some other people I know that we'd rather be known as the ones that lift the team up, not destroy them, you know. And as fans, if we want this team to be elite and these players to be elite and this program to be elite, we got to be elite as fans also. Because to be honest with you, if I was a dad and my son was getting recruited by Florida State and I seen some of the comments and the way that fans talk about the staff and the school and the players, I wouldn't want him to come here. And I believe that a good majority of you listeners feel the same way. But we got we got to support our team. We do. We got to support the team and lift them up. It's okay to complain and gripe if there's a bad call, we lose. You know, something happens in the game that we don't agree with. You know, we can complain, but there's no there's no need to to scrutinize them because we're not out there making the choices then. You know, it's it's hard to make the choices. But that brings me to the to guys that you know that We're here when Norvell took over and him trying to change the culture. And there's some guys that didn't buy into that culture that's changed, that's coming. And you look at the transfer portal, and it's all over the place. I mean, you can you can look at all the players leaving, and it's relevant which ones were not committed to the buy-in. And I mean, just offhand, I mean, you got Raymond Woody the third, decent defensive back. Uh, me personally, the one thing that stands out is that boy would showboat and celebrate, deflecting a pass, and we'd be being be getting spanked by forty points. So. That right there, just that what the culture that you want. You want to be professional. You know, you got DJ Matthews, talented receiver, would have helped tremendously this year. That entered the portal. He's now going to Indiana. You know, was it COVID related or was it a, a clash with the coaching staff? We don't know. But to me, that he's not, he didn't buy in. And then you got Isaiah Bolden, who played actually defensive back some at Florida State. I was moving to the offense. He goes to Jackson, Jackson State University with Dion, an FCS school in Mississippi. You got Warren Thompson. Warren Thompson, we all know Warren. He entered the portal. I think he had one good catch against Louisville this year. Could have been a tremendous player. He had numerous off-the-field issues with coaching staff. I believe Willie dismissed him from the team at one point, and I believe he was dismissed from the team at one point uh, under Norvell, but eventually allowed to come back. You got Jay Williams, offensive lineman. He's going to FAMU. He just I, – I don't think he was a, a buy-in issue. I think he was just – he knew he wasn't going to make the cut on the uh, offensive line, so he decided to go elsewhere. Andrew Baselli, 
transferring. I think him and Jay Williams in the same boat. I think it was just a playing thing with them. But from the prediction I see on Baselli, he's going to be going to Florida Atlantic with Willie. But then you go to the defensive line. Now, this is the part that aggravates me. Because I'm part of a fan group on Facebook, and I posted something about a certain player that declared for the draft. And that's Marvin Wilson. Best of luck to Marvin. I hope he makes a good transition to the NFL. But you can tell that no matter what he said, though, he could say he bought in, but you could tell by the time, by the way he performed this year in the so many games he played to how he's working out right now at the Senior Bowl, he wasn't bought in. He didn't give it 100%. You got Corey Durden. Corey Durden entered transfer portal. Now he's going to NC State. Well, guess what, Corey? You posted online on Twitter that it's personal. It's going to be personal. Well, guess what? It's going to be personal for Florida State and Florida State fans when they play you too. But Corey Durden had a promising 2019 year. He had, I believe, one of his best years that year. As an offensive or defensive lineman, where he he had 39 total tackles, a forced fumble to this year he only had seven tackles and one forced fumble. The boy was a beast when he played, but not this year. Then you go, Jamarcus Chapman could have been a big hit. He transferred. I believe it was a buy-in with him, too. He's going to Troy along with LaDamian Webb. But LaDamian transferred because of family issues, so nothing against him. Kevon, Kevin, Kevon Glenn, inside linebacker. That, to me, that was a playing time deci- uh, decision and a little bit of a buy-in. But then you get to the defensive backs. Defensive backs, kind of a t- – you got Jaden Lars Woodsby going to Boston College. That was a straight-up buy-in thing. He didn't buy in. He didn't want to be here no more. So he went elsewhere. Best of luck to him. Not very much of an impressive back. Cyrus Fagan, same thing. He's going to NC State. And then you got Raymond Woody third. He's going to Cal. All three of them, it was a buy-in thing. But in my eyes, you know, it's – in my eyes – it's all about coming and going. It's all about, you know, if you what you what you gain compared to what you lose. And I want to focus on and I know we've all seen and heard the names. We've seen their stats, seen their biographies. But I don't think it's really been truly laid out just how much better Florida State football got 
with the hits that we got in the portal. And I'm going to go over their, their names and all that here in just a moment. But especially when you compare with it with who we lost. First, uh, let's take a quick look of the players from 2020. Guys who actually had significant playing time on offense and defense that left. And I've already discussed some of them. James Blackman um, added to the list. That's a total of nine players that exited. With them nine players, you you got 4,964 snaps, 5,445 passing yards with 43 touchdowns, 331 rushing yards with four touchdowns, and that's LaDamian Webb stats. 263 receiving yards and one touchdown. 281 tackles, 25 tackles for loss, 10 and a half sacks, one interception. And that's one thing. You lost three defensive backs to the portal. And out of them three defensive backs, you only had one interception. That right there tells me they didn't buy in. They wasn't that, – that that's buy-in from years past because – that's horrible. But 17 pass def defended and four forced fumbles. Those ain't good numbers. Not whenever you look at the players coming in. And we have eight players who have transferred in to Florida State so far. You got the big pickup who uh, from his mom's Instagram and I believe Twitter – uh, has stated that he has been cleared for full football. He is 100% ready to go. Mackenzie Milton, quarterback out of UCF, who had the leg injury in, I believe, 2018. That's a big pickup. That's going to help our quarterback room tremendously with uh, helping Jordan Travis, Tate Rodemaker, Chubba Purdy, and whoever we can pick up even our walk-ons, to be able to read defenses and learn how to study film a little better. You got a defensive back, Jamie Robinson, out of South Carolina. Kier Thomas, defensive lineman out of South Carolina. You got Jaquez McClellan, also known as Pac-Man, good coverage defensive back out of Arkansas, um, graded very well against uh, teams like Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, and all that when playing. Picked up a good big-time receiver in Andrew Parchment from Kansas. Uh, big playability. His numbers was down a little bit in 2020, but as was everybody's because of COVID. Uh, defensive lineman Jermaine Johnson, he's also probably going to play the buck position, which is defensive end, which is what uh, Janarius Robinson played for us. But that man's a tackle tackle machine that man even in his interview the other day i watched he just just he just his energy he just flat out told people i'm going to hit him i'm going to hit somebody i just want to hit somebody i'm going to get in the backfield i'm going to disrupt them i'm going to make their 
that their life in the backfield hell, which is what we need. You got running back DJ Williams out of Auburn. Looking at his stats, him and Webb is kind of an even swap. There, there's really no separation between them. Uh, I just believe that he might be – he's a couple inches taller and a few pounds heavier. Uh, he's not scared to lower his shoulder and fight for a few more yards. I think he's a great pickup. Uh, then you have defensive back Brandon – Bam Moore uh, played at UCF, was injured 2019, I believe. Uh, social media site or social media, he stated he's 100%. He's ready to go. He even said it in an interview the other day. Um, I know his mom, she's a, uh, she's a Gator fan, but Noel. Trans, uh, transport transfer because she she liked the I know she said her and Brandon liked the Gators growing up but now they're at Florida State so you know that trumps them. Uh, good defensive back. I've heard people say that Brandon Moore has um, NFL potential. He is an NFL caliber talent. He is going to do great things in the defensive backfield. And also, if you look on the transfer portal thing, Florida State actually has him uh, assigned as a special teams. So I presume he's – I assume he's going to be the kick returner this coming up year alongside Travis J. Uh, I mean, you could argue and have a really good case that just about every player that the Seminoles received from the portal – is better than the ones that just left. You know, the 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 only possible exception would would be Webb because him and Williams are so close. You know, Webb showed glimpses of being a dynamic runner when healthy, but you know, him and Williams' stats are almost similar. You know, but we don't we don't have to break it down individually. If you want to get an idea of just how much better we got in the portal exchange for of 2021, just look just look at the numbers coming in. The guys that we just gained 10,371 career snaps between those eight players, 8,663 passing yards and 72 touchdowns. 1,677 yards rushing and 25 touchdowns. 1,106 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. 449 tackles, 34 tackles for loss, 15 sacks, five interceptions, 40 passes defended, and six forced fumbles. So here are the the gains, the net gains, if you want to say. You got over 5,000 more career snaps, over 5,000 more yards from scrimmage, 59 more touchdowns than the ones leaving, 
168 more tackles, nine more tackles for loss, four and a half more sacks, four more interceptions, 23 more passes defended, and two more forced fumbles. But even as the numbers are a little staggering, I don't know they do justice to how much better we got with the talent. Because the talent coming in, guys, that's SEC talent. Majority of that is. And we know the SEC, they they, they get ball players up there. And for them wanting to come down here, that's something big. So uh, let's just focus on the defense because, I mean, just the stats alone because the Milton and Blackman comparison, you know, it speaks for itself. No need to uh, go in-depth on that one. Of the five defenders from that we lost to the portal, two barely saw the field this, this past year. But the five guys we gained through the portal, Jermaine Johnson, Jacquez McClellan, Brandon Moore, Kier Thomas, and Jermaine Johnson, you know, they were all starters and major contributors at their former schools. And, you know, that, that only helps get us better, you know. So if you look at just the stats alone, Florida State got better. But that group of guys coming in, they also brought in a winning mentality and a hunger that this program needs. And as fans, that, sh that should make you excited about the events of the, the offseason and the spring ball. You know, Florida State, by any measure, whether you want to use snaps, yards, touchdowns, tackles, wins, stats, Florida State's gotten tremendously – better than it was a year ago. Now, guys, does that mean that we're going to vie for a national championship or play in a New Year's Eve day bowl? Guys, I wouldn't bet my house on it because even though we took a big step towards what us as fans and Coach Norvell and this administration wants this program to look like, we're still a couple steps behind Alabama and Clemson in my eyes. But in my opinion, Florida State, you know, they, they have a shot to make a, a big step forward this season. You know, comparing what we gained to what we lost, we're in a good seat. You know, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the, to the guys who left. But other than maybe Webb and the version in 2019 of Durden, I'm not sure how many of them prove they actually belong here at Florida State. Um, with the exception of James Blackman. Now, I'm, I'm going to give that boy a little bit of credit. He was here four years. He started two years. He was a backup for your second year, thrown in against Alabama as a as – a, Wet behind the ear, 17-year-old freshman. I give him props. To do with – to handle the pressure and everything that 
he did. I give that boy props. And, I, and my insider tells me, has let me know, you know, James is – he's probably going to pick an FCS school in the Midwest, you know, you know, middle of the country that better suits him because, you know, James – James was a pro-style quarterback coming out of high school. He didn't run the ball a lot in high school. Um, Jimbo recruited him as, I mean, quote, I mean, just quote unquote, a, a project that year to try to mold him into a good quarterback. And I believe if Jimbo would have stayed, James would have been in good hands. But you know, good luck to him. Uh, but the other ones, I don't, I don't believe, you know prove that they, they deserved or belong to be here. I think they were just here because we needed the, the help. But we've added eight guys who you can expect to start and, you know, or contribute right away. Six, seven might be in the starting lineup against Notre Dame. And Coach Norvell and his uh, coaching staff, you know, they still have room for maybe one or two more. And, and National Signing Day is coming up in a week, I want to say, a little over a week. So, I don't think it will always be like this. I don't expect or think, you know, Florida State or we'll get eight to ten transfers a year from the portal that will produce the way that these could possibly produce. But for now – it helps build the foundation and it helps transform this roster into something that can compete on Saturdays and make us fans proud to be a part of. And I know whenever I coached peewee football, I would always tell my players, you know, in first couple of practices, you know, they, you rough around the, the edges, you wet behind the ears. And I'd always tell them guys, you want to be great and elite. You know, it's like, Building a program and building a team is like building a house. You got to have that solid foundation down there before you can even put the walls up or do anything. So, and I believe that's what Coach Norvell is doing is he's building that foundation to a beautiful, luxurious skyscraper that the only way place from here is now up. So, I hope I I believe in Coach Norvell. I believe everything about it. I believe everything he says, and I, I really look forward to this season. Uh, with that, you know that that's going to draw it into the to my podcast, guys. And I want to thank everybody for listening. But I also want to do a recommendation for any of my Knowles Talk family out there that's listening. If you want to. Join a group on Facebook that ain't negative, that ain't bashing the coaches or bashing the team or bashing the other fans. Man, y'all need to go check out FSU Real Talk. Type it in, look it up, join it. Uh, That group has great moderators. You know, the creator is Chris Frazier. Uh... If you want to go listen to another good podcast, actually, speaking of Chris, go look up Chris Frazier's uh, FSU Real Talk. It's a podcast. It's on Anchor, Spotify, or everywhere you're, um, po- you listen to your podcasts. 
he's very enlightening, very good. Hopefully, in the near future, I can collaborate with him on on our podcast. Um, Robert Wayne Sprinkle the Third, great guy. Justin Weaver, very positive. Justin Weaver is very positive. Uh, everything a, a Noel should be, a true Noel should be. He's everything. Uh, Mark Carmichael, same thing. I mean, he does a very good job keeping everybody on the the site updated on everything Florida State. Um, Bruce Mobley, same thing. I mean, they just – all five of these guys, you know, they make sure there's no trolls on the site, make sure there's no bashing, everything stays positive. So if you want to go find a uh, good Florida State fan page on Facebook, go look at uh, FSU Real Talk and give it a like, add it, try to join. I promise you, you'll be added if uh, if you want to be. But with that being said, I'm going to let Gene take us away. Have a great day and go Noel. 20, 20, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Florida State. Right to his head, to the five, touchdown Florida State. He's got P.K. Sam, open, he makes the catch. Yeah.